Hey everyone, welcome to Entrepreneurship by Design with Dr. C. I'm your host, Dr. Caroline, and thank you so much for joining us today. Entrepreneurship looks different for everyone. How and why we start our business, challenges that occur, pivots we have to make, success we achieve, all while life is happening. That's why I love sharing these inspiring entrepreneurs with you and shed light that there is enough room for everyone to succeed and thrive, even if you're in the same industry. I'm so glad you're here with us today because we have an amazing guest with us, Pradikta Apt. Pradikta is a registered dietitian, registered yoga teacher, gut health expert, and practices functional medicine. She works closely with people struggling with digestive issues and helps them reconnect with their gut through a healing power of nutrition and healthy lifestyle modifications. She has a holistic approach in helping her clients achieve their health goals and strongly believes in treating the root causes of her clients' problems. Projecta is a firm believer that good health starts in your gut and a balanced diet and healthy lifestyle practices can help a person connect their mind and body. And thank you so much, Projecta, for being here today. It is such a pleasure to have you. And I would love for you to just dive into your journey, how you got here today, and then we can go a little bit deeper. Sure. And thank you so much for having me here. I truly appreciate, um, you know, being here on your platform and sharing my journey and helping some um, entrepreneurs uh, put their business uh you know, together. So um, absolutely, I am based in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm a registered dietitian and I practice functional medicine. Um, my niche is uh, people who are struggling with digestive health. So uh, I work very closely with people who are struggling with various um, digestive problems and I help them uh, reconnect with their gut through the healing power of nutrition and healthy lifestyle modification. So I, of course, started my business uh, where I wanted to just get everybody in, uh, in my practice as a client. And then a few years back, my husband uh, was dealing with some digestive problems and he went to multiple doctors. He was, you know, asked to run different labs. Everything came back normal. And based off of the lab results, uh, even doctors kept on saying that everything is fine with you. There's nothing wrong with you. But he knew uh, that something is not going correctly because he was constantly feeling bloated and gassy and kind of sluggish, low energy. He was unable to improve muscle mass in spite of being physically active. So he knew and even I knew that something is not addressing here and the root cause is what uh, is still kind of undefined. So I found, I did my research, we uh, found some uh, you know, practicing functional medicine doctor who certainly helped him get out of this condition and that's where my journey with digestive health started because uh, when his gut microbiome was fixed or in simple terms, when his gut was fixed, he started to feel better. All symptoms were gone. He had, you know, physical and mental energy back. He started to gain muscle mass. So everything was completely different and he was a completely different person altogether. And that's when I thought that there is definitely something in this area. So I did a lot of research, uh, you know, gained some knowledge and definitely uh, gut health is most important. And I feel that if you have a stronger, healthier gut, 
you are a healthy human being. And that's when I started to focus more in this area and uh, started helping people who are struggling with digestive problems. And I, I really love what I do. <laughs> and I can feel it. And I think it's always starts sometimes, well, not always, but a lot of times it starts with our own personal journeys or somebody close to us where okay. we see the problem and you were already in the field, but really seeing that there was such a need for it because I hear so many individuals that struggle with gut health issues. Yeah. I know I personally did growing up and it was related to psychological things, but mm -hmm. understanding how our gut really works. And I believe it's the second brain. I don't know if you would agree with me on that, but I absolutely hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> God, we're on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> but I know because so many people do struggle with digestion issues. What are some of the most common digestive issues you come across in your practice? And what are some of the underlining factors that contribute to these problems? Sure. So again, I mean, digestive issues is, is a big area and mm -hmm. um, that can be someone dealing with chronic constipation or even constipation in general. Like you're not able to use the bathroom every single day of the week. In my opinion, that is called constipation or yeah. someone dealing with uh, loose bowels or um, someone has a, a condition called SIBO or IBS or irritable bowel syndrome. Someone is dealing with various types of food sensitivities or someone is just having some symptoms like feeling bloated all the time or feeling sluggish or tired all the time. All those could be related to digestive health. And these are just the symptoms, but the official diagnosed conditions related to digestive health is IBS, SIBO, ulcerative colitis, um, even some type of infections like H. pylori infection or, or uh, some kind of parasite infection. All those um, conditions fall under a big umbrella of digestive issues. And uh, some of the underlying causes for that, again, uh, it's a wide range. And uh, when someone walks into my office, uh, it is very, very important to exactly address the underlying root cause of the problem because uh, every person is unique and everyone's gut microbiome is unique. I always tell my clients that it is like a snowflake. Every snowflake is different. And just like that, every gut microbiome is very, very different and unique. So you need to have a very individualized approach. But just to give you some contributing factors here, definitely diet plays a big role. So if you have a uh, poor diet, and what does that mean? Is basically diet that is high in processed foods, diet that is high in sugar, additives, artificial sweeteners, artificial colors, diet that is low in fiber, all that can contribute to digestive problems. Um, the other contributing factor could be uh, your stress. If you are dealing with chronic ongoing stress, or if there was a time in your life where you had tremendous stress for a few months or even few years, that can contribute to digestive problems even later in your life. So that is another thing, uh, lack of physical activity, uh, inadequate sleep, uh, toxic burden in your body. So if you're getting exposure to uh, various kinds of toxins, environmental toxins or toxins um, in your home from you know, using uh, bad quality personal care products or even cleaning products, all those can contribute to digestive problems. Mm -hmm. And as you probably know, 
nothing happens overnight okay. it takes time and mm -hmm. for some people that could be few days for others it could be few months for others it could be few years uh, severe use of antibiotics or excessive use of antibiotics can mm -hmm. also be contributing to uh, imbalance in your gut microbiome and can lead you to develop some uh, you know digestive problems so these are the highlight and of course there there are many more but these are the main uh, contributing factors for digestive uh, health mm, i'm so glad you broke that down to people that are listening if it is affecting them they can go and seek help mm -hmm. as well but i would love to touch because a lot of people might not know what gut my microbiome is and if you could sure. explain what that is so people listening can have a little bit more absolutely clarity. yeah absolutely so um gut microbiome and uh, i'm going to explain that but uh, gut microbiome is a community of microbes live microbes in your large intestine and that's why they are called gut microbiome all humans have trillions of microbes on their body in their body uh, we have microbes on our skin in our nostrils ear canals in our gut and this community of live microbes that reside in our large intestine is called gut microbiome. Mm -hmm. There are close to thousand different species of microbes. Um, so in this community, there are some good microbes and there are some bad microbes. Now, as long as we have more number of good microbes and we have a wide diversity, within our gut microbiome with various types of species of good microbes mm -hmm. living in that community, person is considered to have a healthier balanced gut. Right. But if this balance shifts, so which means um, someone has less of the good microbes and more of the bad microbes, then that is called microbial imbalance or clinical term for that is called gut dysbiosis or if someone is lacking a diversity within their gut microbiome even that is considered as a gut dysbiosis so uh, that is what i meant gut microbiome in simple terms it is a community of live microbes that live in our large intestine and uh, they are involved in a lot of body functions that our body carries out on a daily basis Mm, that's so interesting. And I know you mentioned gut microbiome um, imbalance. What are some of the signs and symptoms? So if somebody is experiencing it, they know what to do. Sure, next. absolutely. So when someone is dealing with this uh, microbial imbalance or gut dysbiosis, a uh, person can experience wide range of symptoms. And many people uh, may think that this will be all related to digestive symptoms, but not necessary. There are some digestive symptoms that person may experience such as bloating or gas or constipation or diarrhea or just loose bowels. Um, people may experience heartburn or just kind of pain mm. in your uh, abdomen overall. Um, these are the digestive symptoms mainly, but non-digestive symptoms could be person may have uh, very poor energy, feeling tired all the time, mentally and physically, uh, sleep problems. So you do, you're not sleeping well at night or you don't get enough number of hours of sleep. The poor quality of sleep, um, person may experience headaches or migraines, even skin issues like 
acne or rosacea or um, uh, some type of rash that comes and goes or eczema. Um, person may have uh, joint pain or stiffness in their joints. So these are some non-digestive symptoms. Person may experience food sensitivities that food that they're eating in their diet, your body is reacting to those foods. And that is all because of the imbalance in your gut microbiome. So these are some of the digestive and non-digestive symptoms. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. I just learned something new here. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> I love it. That's why I love this. But yeah. I'm so curious. So if somebody does have that, what are some simple strategies to nurture your gut health and maintain the microbial balance as well? Sure, sure. So um, definitely, I mean, the strategies that I am going to share are more of a general strategies, mm -hmm. uh, if, especially if you are dealing with any digestive problems, uh, these strategy, strategies may change a little bit because again, it has to be an individualized approach. It is not a cookie cutter, but definitely you want to start cleaning up your diet. That's the first thing I would tell is to mm -hmm. focus on your nutrition. See what you're eating. Try to make good food choices. Try to include more fiber in your diet by including whole grain, um, more fruits and vegetables, beans and lentils, nuts and seeds, because I always tell my clients that the microbes in your gut, these live microbes in your gut, they are vegetarian. They love to eat fiber. They do not like to eat plant, uh, animal based foods. Again, that doesn't mean that you need to be eating vegetarian all the time. No, it is not true that way. But definitely 75% of your diet has to be plant-based because that's the food you're providing for mm -hmm. these live microbes. And once they get their food, they will be stronger and they will make you stronger. As simple as that. So Try to focus on your diet. That will be the first thing. The second thing is uh, keep yourself well hydrated with water. So water comes first. You can have juice and any caloric beverages, but water has to be a main beverage or a main part of your uh, diet every single day. Getting enough sleep. So getting at least seven to nine hours of sleep. So fixing your bedtime at certain time, try to make sure that you go to bed at that time. Do not, uh, you know, scroll through your uh, phone and be on social media late at night because that just disrupts your circadian rhythm. Uh, basically, it will keep you stay awake rather than, you know, you try to sleep. So try to develop a good sleep schedule, try to get seven to nine hours of sleep. The third thing that I would like to say is stress management, because that plays a big role in disturbing your gut microbiome. So if you're dealing with stress, as I said before, that can definitely impact your gut microbiome. So practicing some type of stress management technique, whether that is yoga for some people or listening to some guided meditation or deep belly breathing or socializing frequently with your close uh, family members or your friends or colleagues, uh, whatever uh, you feel that you will continue to do on a regular basis, even daily basis is what I would encourage as stress management practices. 
you do not need to be putting like 30 minutes, 40 minutes in that, but even 10 to 15 minutes of some type of stress management practice every single day will definitely do wonders. Again, I would like to remind here to all listeners that nothing changes overnight. You start something today, you um, embrace new habit today, and it's going to take some time. But our job is to be consistent with it. So don't just leave in between thinking that, oh, this is not helping me. I'm not going to follow this. No, it, it does make a difference. It takes time. So consistency is very, very important in my opinion. So that's the third thing. And the fourth thing that I would uh, say is regular physical activity. So engage yourself in some type of physical activity, at least 30 minutes every day. It could be going out for a walk or uh, some type of weight training or just walking on the treadmill, swimming, whatever it is that you enjoy again, but some type of physical activity is absolutely needed. And the last thing will be uh, try to keep your toxic burden under control. And we are surrounded by toxins. It is a fact. Uh, there is no way that we can completely stay away from toxin exposure, but we can certainly minimize to reduce our exposure to toxins. So try to minimize it as much as you can. And you can literally start in your house, start in your kitchen. A uh, couple examples I would like to share is get rid of all the plastic containers that you have in your kitchen because that is exposure to BPA. Even if it says BPA free, there are some other chemicals in that plastic which can impact your gut microbiome eventually um, or start using um, all natural cleaning products. So, you know, those are the chemicals, again, if they are not natural, and that you can get exposure to those chemicals, which can impact your gut microbiome. Uh, use good quality, natural personal care products, or um, just trying to use good quality air filters, water filters, all those are small steps, but they will make a big difference eventually. So these are the five uh, strategies that I would like to share today. Mm, I love those strategies. And, you know, you don't think about the things that are the toxins around you. And just, mm -hmm. just even what you said with the plastic bottles, we're very conscious just like health wise and whatnot here. But I think it's really important that you look at those small changes because you're right. It doesn't happen overnight. It does take time to see those changes, but it's those little small tweaks can make such a huge difference in so many capacities. And it's not even just the things around us, it's internally too. And I'm so curious in your experience, what does our gut health, how does it affect our overall well-being when it includes our mental and emotional health? And can you explain the mind-body connection when it comes to gut health? Sure. So uh, definitely the, it's, it's a big topic and I'm going to make it as simple as I can, yeah. but there many studies have proven that there is a connection between our gut and our um, brain and definitely our gut is called second brain um, the gut and brain are connected uh, through a vagus nerve and it is a major uh, thick nerve that runs from the base of our brain and down our entire system and it has different branches so it is kind of spread throughout your uh, throughout our digestive system and uh, there are neurotransmitters that are actually communicating between our gut and health uh, i mean sorry gut and brain so 
when, uh, for example, uh, when you are under stress and um, you have to give a big presentation and you're really under stress, uh, you may you may think that, or some people may experience that you you have a big bout of loose bowels or there are what we call it as butterflies in in the stomach and that is an indication because mentally here up on in your brain you are under stress and those neurotransmitters are sending a signal to your gut and that is what your reaction is that some people experience uh, going to the bathroom frequently or some people have those butterflies until they are done with that presentation so that's the way your gut and brain communicate also if you eat something wrong which doesn't settle well in your tummy you may experience next day you're having some migraine or some type of headache. So that's the way your gut is trying to communicate with your brain. So absolutely, there is a there's a communication, constant bi-directional communication that happens between your gut and brain. And your gut is constantly trying to send some signals, whether that is good or bad, to your brain. And in return, your brain is also trying to send signals to your gut microbiome. So that is how this communication is so if your gut is healthy you are mentally healthy you have 100% focus in the activities that you're uh, that you're doing you never experience brain fog uh, some studies have even proven that a poor gut microbiome uh, has a connection with people uh, developing alzheimer's and dementia later in their life so definitely uh, our our gut health is the seat for a lot of different medical conditions that we may experience um, in future. And that's why keeping our gut healthy is extremely important. Yes, I, I couldn't agree more. And I, I do think it's so important that we take care of ourselves from the inside out emotionally too, but that does have that huge connection. And even as a gut health expert that you are, what are some of the misconceptions or myths surrounding gut health that you often encounter? How do you educate your clients and debunk these myths? Sure. So uh, first of all, uh, I would like to say, and this is very common, uh, mm -hmm. that uh, people will think that I mean, there are there are a lot of people that I see in my practice, my clients, uh, they are dealing with food sensitivities. And that's when they come to me. And the root cause for that is obviously their poor or digest poor health, gut health or gut dysbiosis, what we what we talked about earlier. So many people have a misconception that fixing um, or going on elimination diet to kind of correct their symptoms that they're dealing with because of the food sensitivities will fix their gut. So many people will ask me, okay, so I'm going to start on elimination diet as per your guidance. And after that, is my gut going to get fixed? Well, the answer for that is no, of course, because because gut, because you have a poor digestive health, this is a side effect. The food sensitivities is a side effect of that. So once you go on elimination diet, obviously you're going to start to feel better because you may not feel bloated all the time or you're less gassy or you're, uh, you're your poop may improve, like you will have a healthier bowel moment, but that doesn't mean that you have fixed your gut. That's a different step altogether. Mm -hmm. We, I start with 
food sensitivity testing and uh, persons gets on the elimination diet. But then later on, after uh, the symptoms are under control, I work with my clients closely with fixing the lining of the gut because that is what is damaged in 90% of the cases, um, which could be leaky gut or it could be just an inflammation to the gut lining. And that needs to be fixed, repaired, healed with a right type of diet, um, you know, stress management, maybe some supplements that are required for that individual and fixing the lining of the gut and making it healthier is extremely important. And that is how you are going to fix your gut long term and feel normal in your body. So uh, just going on elimination diet is not going to uh, get your gut fixed. So that's one thing I would like to stress here. Yeah. The other thing, uh, what many people think is taking a probiotic is going mm -hmm. to fix my gut. And mm -hmm. uh, definitely uh, probiotics have received a huge uh, kind of, they have become all famous uh, in today's world. You get probiotic, uh, not just in the form of supplements, but uh, the other day I saw a cereal, which says on the box, probiotic added. And I was like, really in a cereal, dry cereal, there was a probiotic added, but you see probiotics in mm -hmm. juices, in yogurt, but there is natural probiotic, of course, but um, there are some even other drinks which says that probiotic added in it. And probiotic is not a magic pill. It is definitely not going to fix your gut. As I said before, we need to get to the root cause. We need to make sure that the root cause is addressed. It is fixed. We want to make sure that the gut lining gets fixed. We want to make sure that the toxic burden in your body, inflammation in your body gets reduced. Um, following different strategies like a right kind of diet or getting enough sleep or, uh, you know, stress management, uh, physical activity, all those strategies are going to get your gut fixed long term. So just by popping probiotic supplements is not going to help you 100%. It may, you may feel a little bit better, but that's not like a long-term solution. You need to get to the bottom of the problem. For some people, it could be they're dealing with some parasite infection or some H. pylori infection, and that needs to be addressed. And probiotics are not gonna help you in that mm -hmm. way. So those are the two big things I would like to share that this is what I see all the time and I get questions all the time. Oh, I believe it. And I think a lot of people think, oh, I took this supplement so now I'm better or I took this pill and now everything's great, but it's really mm -hmm. understanding what the root cause is. And I love that you talk about the lining of it. It's not just here's something that's going to fix it overnight, but you've right. been talking about it too. It's mm -hmm. a lifestyle. It's lifestyle changes that happen over time. And sure. I would, I would love for you to share a success story or two of a client who has struggled with digestive issues and how your holistic approach has really helped them find relief and improve their overall health and well-being. Sure. And I have um, I have many stories, but definitely, <laughs> definitely I would like to share one story here. Um, and uh, she came to me about a couple of years back and she was completely uh, frustrated with what she was dealing with. She had already seen multiple doctors. She mm -hmm. was dealing with those, all those issues um, 
even prior to uh, two or three years before she came to me and her signs and symptoms were uh, what I most commonly see like bloating, gas, constipation. She had developed two autoimmune conditions, brain fog, poor energy, like she had come to a point where her um, boss at work, her manager at work had told her to basically give resignation because she was not performing well at her job and it was very concerning for the manager. So mm -hmm. she she was literally frustrated and depressed and uh, she was she was really wanted to feel better and she, when she came to me i remember that she said you are my last hope and if you are not going to help me i don't know what i'm going to do next but i'm i really believe and i want to give it a try so uh I, I really want you to help me. So we started working together and it was a journey for her. Um, we worked together almost for two years and uh, of course started with cleaning up her diet, stress management, and she was a really good student, I would say, in the sense she would follow everything uh, that was told to her. She took her supplements on time. She followed her diet stress management, physical activity, everything. And, um, you know, at end of her journey, definitely we both were very happy and surprised that she had lost almost 80 pounds because a lot of that weight was definitely inflammation related, but even she continued to uh, have a weight loss with some, you know, good fat loss at the end. So she lost her weight, her autoimmune conditions. I wouldn't say that they were cure because there is no cure for any autoimmune condition but they were absolutely under control so she was on four different medications for her autoimmune conditions and currently she's down to only one and in my opinion that's a big achievement that's a big achievement um, she definitely got rid of all her symptoms that she were dealing with completely clarity in her mind she was all focused she she started to perform well at her work so definitely her job was never in jeopardy after that so she was extremely happy after you know working with me and I'm I can proudly say that she's still doing good I'm in touch with her periodically and she uh, kind of you know keeps me in the loop and uh, we have become good friends now Oh, that's amazing. And I so appreciate you sharing that story. I know you have so many, mm -hmm. but I think this just stands out of she was doing the work as well, like changing exactly. the lifestyle, but mm -hmm. you were guiding her in that process so she could really understand the root cause of things and right. get it under control because that's significant going from four medications to one dropping 80 pounds, but yep. in all the clarity that she got and she didn't lose her job. Exactly. <laughs> that's a big one. <laughs> it is a big one. And, and especially, you know, uh, being, a, being a single mom, I mm -hmm. think her job definitely is important, but oh, yeah. uh, she, she, she is really doing well. And I'm very, very proud of her. Oh, that's amazing. I always love hearing success yeah. stories. <laughs> and I'm so curious too, because I know a lot of it really focused in on your husband with functional medicine, really going into the gut health issues. But what was your drive to even start your business initially? Okay, so that, that's a great question. And uh, there's a little bit of story behind that too. So I started my uh, career uh, as a dietitian after passing the uh, registered dietitian exam and everything in a hospital. And of course, initially, uh, 
that was my dream to kind of get into a good hospital and work as a clinical dietitian there. And um, I started to work there. Definitely, I'm not regretting that about my first job. I learned a lot. That was my first experience, you know, um, outside of my college, because what you learn in universities and in college and through books is much different than when you start practicing, right? Whatever your profession is. Um, so I definitely learned a lot. But then in about five years uh, working there and gaining some good knowledge, good experience, I started to realize that uh, not everybody who I talk to about making changes in their nutrition and what we used to call there as nutrition counseling or mm -hmm. uh, medical nutrition therapy counseling. Uh, people are not interested. I mean, I, I wouldn't say not everyone was interested, but about I would say 80% of people were not interested. And I started mm -hmm. to kind of find you know, finding out why that would be the case. So I checked my counseling skills. I talked to my colleague about it. And then what I realized is many people who were getting admitted to the hospital, they had a reason for um, hospital admission. So they either had to have a surgery or they were in you know, really, really bad pain for, you know, uh, maybe mm -hmm. stomach related or whatever it is, or hand is hurting. And nutrition was the last thing on their mind. It was not a priority for them while they were in the hospital. And that's why they were more concerned about uh, either their surgery or getting their pain under control or whatever it is. Um, and that's why people never used to... Uh, listen to me carefully, or I never used to have very interactive ses sessions with them, just because nutrition was the least thing on their mind at that mm -hmm. point. So um, I was not getting satisfaction of my work 100%. And I wanted to work with people who really are uh, ready to make a change. Because um, if you want to make a change, um, in your health overall, what I feel is first, you need to be mentally prepared for that. If mm -hmm. I am going to let go of my one of the old habits that I have been practicing since my childhood, which is probably not good for me now. And if I want to let go of that, I first need to mentally prepare myself that I'm not going to do this thing in this way, but I'm going to do it differently. And once you're mentally prepared for that, then that change is not going to feel you very pressure about, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, people, I really wanted to work with people who are ready to make that change, who knew that this is not going to work for them. And that's why they are ready to make a lifestyle change or changes in their diet. And I just don't want to work with someone uh, because their doctor has told them to go see a dietitian. And uh, that's why I started to kind of change my um the way that I used to work. So from hospital setting, slowly getting into the private practice. So I made, of course, a slow transition by going from full-time to part-time to kind of on need or a DM position type of a thing, and then slowly started to grow my business. And mm -hmm. uh, in my business currently, I can give 100% focus to my clients. My clients are motivated. They are ready to make a change. They are eager to, you know, have changes happening in their health. So they are very focused. And most importantly, I can spend, you know, good 
40, 60 minutes with them, answering all their questions and kind of help them um, 100%. Mm, I love that. And I think it goes back to just ready for the change. Mm -hmm. And when people are ready for the change, we can see those results versus somebody who's resistant or not ready to do something about it. Because especially Mm -hmm. in a hospital where they're being forced to maybe do the counseling or they're open to it, but they're not open to it. I think I've, I've seen that. I've heard some stories as well, just from Mm -hmm. psychology world and hearing that too, people need to be ready to embark on that. And it's hard. It's challenging at first, especially if you've had a certain lifestyle your whole life Mm -hmm. and now Mm -hmm. it's changing something. It can be really overwhelming. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And there's a lot of obstacles in that. And I'm so curious, what have been maybe one or two obstacles you've had to face in building your business? Okay. So, uh, as probably, uh, many entrepreneurs, when they start their journey will experience is, uh, building a trust with your clients. And um, initially, uh, nobody uh, wanted to come see me. So um, what I started doing is, again, I did not have a lot of money to invest in the beginning also, but I literally started going to people's home or you know, try to meet them in a library or something and do consultation. So building that trust was a challenge in my opinion. And um, slowly when people started uh, to notice some changes happening and they started to come back. And of course the um, word of mouth is the best way to kind of, you know, uh, get your name out there. But uh, that was a big challenge. I started to collect testimonials from people and kind of started sharing with uh, new clients to build that trust. And uh, definitely, uh, I the the thing that I did is uh, which was helpful uh, to kind of you know gain more trust is building a good rapport with the uh, providers in the area that I you know, started working and uh, developing that good relationship with uh, physicians, um, I started to get more physician referrals. So referrals from Mm -hmm. the doctors. And um, when your doctor is referring you to see, uh, to go and see XYZ dietitian, obviously uh, people will have trust in that. So um, that was that was the thing I did, like do a lot of lunch and learn with doctor's offices, mm-hmm. explaining mm-hmm. them what I'm going to do, explaining them even the importance of nutrition, because um, mm-hmm. what I realized in the beginning that not all doctor's offices were uh, realizing how nutrition is equally important. So that was helpful. Mm, I love that. And I think it's going outside the box, being able to make those connections Mm -hmm. and putting the time and effort, like investing in yourself and your business, but also your future clients too, that started to come from recommendations and Mm -hmm. referrals from doctors. And I think that's a big part of a shift that a lot more doctors are open to more of nutritional holistic approaches to really help their patients, because that's where I think a lot of people go into the field is to help Mm -hmm. people and make them better. (laughs) That's a beautiful part of it. And I'm curious because I know you've had a lot of ups and downs in the journey, but what have been maybe two lessons learned or tips you can give entrepreneurs that are experiencing this journey too? Um, I would, uh, I would say that initially, um, I, I, when I started my business and, uh, I, of course, I mean, in the beginning, it was a little bit difficult to even find new clients, but once I started to, uh, get steady flow of clients, um, I, uh, kind of got 
relax first for a bit in the sense that okay i'm i'm this flow is going to continue but i eventually realized that this is not going to be the case and you're you always want to get out in the market, in the field, show your face, talk about your business and share your story, share your testimonials to kind of uh, keep building your brand. And that is um, that is important. And once you build your brand by uh, doing, of course, good work and, uh, you know, kind of sharing success stories with with other people out there, then eventually uh, changes happen. But um, with uh, with you having your own practice, um, after 10 years now, I feel that I have a steady practice and uh, it's kind of settled. But initially, definitely, uh, there was a time when I was working even all seven days a week. And um, I didn't realize that I had to do that. Um, I was only thinking about, oh, I'm, I'm going to have my own business of dream. And, uh, you know, in order to flourish that business, sometimes you really want to put those extra energy, extra hours and kind of, you know, build your brand. And once that happens, then um, definitely uh, it is a little bit little bit of an easier journey or a, or a not not too of a bumpy ride I would still say that you still want to be in front of people even now but um, initially it is it was a more challenging thing so definitely uh, that is something I would uh, I would say for new entrepreneurs that uh, don't just be kind of laid back but definitely uh, keep looking, keep searching, get out in the field, be in front of people. Uh, marketing is another thing that I thought was uh, very, very essential. And I was lacking in that skill uh, because uh, I was never taught marketing in school, right? And um, I used to be a shy person to even go talk to the doctor's offices or uh, talk about my business or share about what I did that help some people and uh, I was very reluctant to do that but then uh, soon I realized that uh, if I don't do that for myself it's not going to happen nobody else is going to do that for me so um, definitely going um, out there and kind of sharing your story and uh, kind of uh, be confident within yourself is very important that you can do it. You have done this in past. So it's time for you now to let everyone else know, because if you're not going to share your story, no one else is going to do that. Absolutely. So well said. And I think the two main things that I got from that is just the hours that you have to put in in the beginning mm -hmm. to get out there and put your face out there because no one knows and they're not going to do it for you. But being able to understand the fact that when we talk about our business, we have to talk about our business if we have a business. And like there's sure. a little like Instagram reel that I, or sound that talks about that. And it, it's true. If you're not putting yourself out there, how do people know that you're available and sure. people need your services no matter mm -hmm. what it is? Mm -hmm. And I do think the marketing aspect is so important. That's something like in the psychology world, we did not learn. And even when I started my own business, I'm like, yeah, people will just come to me. Correct, exactly. <laughs> That's not how it exactly. happened. <laughs> and and you, don't, you don't always have to do like a hard marketing, but you right. can do it in even in subtle ways. Like you are yeah. um, out in, in, a, in a meeting or in a conference and you can subtly talk about what you are doing. It doesn't, mm -hmm. you, you always don't need to be pushy. And yeah. um, 
even to get new clients, I feel that you don't need to be pushy. If the client is mentally prepared, if the person is mentally prepared, he or she will come to you and you don't want to convince anybody to come to you. Because even if after convincing that person comes to you, it's a big question mark whether that person is really going to make a change um, in their habits or in their health if they are not mentally prepared. Exactly. And that's so spot on because I do think you can't be pushy because people don't want to be sold to. They'll buy, they love buying, but it has to be on their terms. I think there's a really key concept of what you said of like being subtle and just talking about what you do and having those conversations. Because I always like to think that I love connecting people. Now that I know what you do, I can connect you to other people and vice versa with others. And I think that's the beautiful thing about creating community or just networking in general. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm understanding from you too, is it's just such a key element in anything we do. It doesn't Mm -hmm. even have to be a business, even if you're working a nine to five or whatever it may be, but being able to understand connection is so key. Mm -hmm. And when people are ready, they will seek out those services, but just people to know that you exist, I think is a big part of it. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And with, I know networking is a big tool, but what are some of the tools that you used to build your business or that you currently use now that have been really helpful in building your business? Absolutely. So uh, definitely I would say in today's digital world, uh, Canva is a big help. So definitely I personally love Canva because there's so much you can do from presentations to social media posts to reels to videos you know you just name it and uh, Canva definitely has helped me get my business to the next level when it comes to digital social marketing on social media Um, I definitely like to use Loom Uh, it is a uh, platform where you can uh, do videos and what I do is if um, I get a new client in my world I send a welcome email and I send it through a loom video which I have previously recorded it's a pre-recorded and it's a standard message um, that goes out to all my new clients Um, hey welcome and uh, this is what you're going to expect you know, for next uh, few days, because I kind of add them to my email marketing system and kind of give them that idea. And I feel that when, uh, when you get a cold lead, when you get someone who doesn't know you much, when you kind of try to connect with that individual through a video, that makes a big difference rather than just sending a email, which to me feels dry. So uh, Loom is a big thing that I use. Um, I have a online gut healing program that I Mm. offer my clients. And for that program, I use a platform called Thinkific. And uh, Mm. Thinkific is a platform where um, you can put your entire or you can build your entire program inside Thinkific with videos, um, with uh, handouts, with all the resources. So basically, if someone signs up for my program, they get access to Thinkific. They get to open their account with their user ID and password in Thinkific. And essentially they get access to the entire course in that Thinkific. So basically all the resources will be together at one spot so that you don't keep sending emails um, every few days to your clients with the attachments. They will get access to everything that you are offering um, 
in one place and you can create different modules. You can even set like module two will open only in one week. So you really want that your client to complete module one before they jump onto module two. So there are a lot of a lot of features that you can play around in Thinkific and I really like that. So I use that. Um, then the other uh, feature, other uh, tool that I use is a marketing system and I use Aweber. Um, there are more than one and uh, you can use whatever you like, but there is MailChimp, uh, there's ConvertKit, there are more than ones, but I like Aweber and that's a great tool to uh, for email marketing, which is definitely very, very important as uh, many of you already know, but I use Aweber. And uh, the last thing I uh, like to use is uh, Zapier and Zapier basically connects your two apps. So if there is not integration happening, like if um, if uh, Thinkific doesn't offer, let's say for integration with um, Aweber, I can use Zapier to connect those two tools so that's another thing that I like so these are these I, I mean there are definitely more than one and I use these and I like these so I'm sharing these with you these are the most common ones that I use I love it I just learned about a few new ones so this is great <laughs> so Thanks. thank you for that I feel like I always learned so much but yeah. I've been so enjoying this conversation where can people find you use your services I'm gonna link everything below but if you could let us know too Absolutely. So um, I, of course, have a website and it's rightnutritionworks.com. You will get all the information there about my business, what I do, my story, um, You can how you can reach me. Uh, there is a link to book a 15-minute uh, call with me if you are struggling with something and if you want to connect with me and see if we both will be a good fit, you can schedule a 15-minute call with me. The link is going to be available on my website. I do have a podcast and you are going to find all my podcast episodes um, on my website under the tab called Free Resources. Um, and I release a new episode every Wednesday. My podcast is called Your Gut Health Puzzle Made Simple. It is available on all, uh, you know, platforms like Apple, Amazon Music, Spotify, uh, wherever you normally listen to your podcast. So uh, do subscribe to that. I like to share the most current knowledge that I learned, most reliable information, and obviously some easy tips that you can implement right away to either fix your gut or nurture your gut. Uh, so definitely do listen to the episodes and subscribe to my podcast. And uh, the other thing I would like to share is I have a free guide called Fix Your Gut. And you're going to, again, find that on my website. But the address is rightnutritionworks.com forward slash Fix Your Gut free guide. And you can download that today if uh, you are struggling with any type of digestive uh, problems or if you feel that your gut health is not 100% healthy. Uh, this guide is going to give you the step-by-step -step framework to help uh, get your gut health to the next level. Um, so uh, do, do download that today. I'm sure that's going to help you a lot because it has recipes in it and the exact structure that you can follow. 
Amazing. And you are such a wealth of knowledge. And I appreciate all the resources that you have so readily available for everybody to look and really understand their own gut health and start implementing things right away, because I think it's having those tangible little tweaks can make such a big difference. And I'll say that till I'm blue in the face, because I think it's really true. It's that consistency, but really understanding what's going on with our gut and how that connects with our mind and how we can just show up more energized and healthy on a daily basis. And you are leading the way in that. So I so appreciate you coming on today and just sharing your beautiful energy with us. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And I I truly enjoyed our conversation here. And I'm sure your listeners will uh, get some benefit out of it. So thank you so much for inviting me. Absolutely. And I'm sure they did. So if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, comment below. What was the biggest takeaway from Projectia today? And I'm sure she would love to see that comment and we'll see you on the next episode.